Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining me as we continue in our study of the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. This is our fifth uh, day as we continue studying. You'll be in chapters 7, 8, 9, and 10 for your reading today. And we come to kind of a, a conclusion almost. The book's not done. We still have a little bit more to discuss tomorrow. Um, but at the end of chapter 6 and going into chapter 7, the wall is finished. The wall gets completed. All of the, the areas are done. All the gates are put up. All of the, the areas are finished. And so there's the time of rejoicing that everything has been accomplished that was set forth to be done. And in chapter 8, something remarkable happens. Uh, Ezra, who we've talked about at length, he comes back into the picture. And in chapter 8, verse 1, it says, And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. So Ezra brings the law of Moses. Ezra was a scribe. He would be in charge of keeping the scrolls, of keeping the law, of keeping the word that was written down. He would be in charge of keeping that intact and he would be in charge of, of communicating those things. And this is what Ezra does. He stands there at the water gate. He gets up on top of kind of a a box or kind of a, a wooden platform, and he just reads. He just reads the law of Moses. Now, that would be the first five books of the Bible. He just reads. And it says, we get kind of a, a, a timeline of it, that he reads from early morning until midday. And at just the reading of the Word of God, I want you to hear what happens? I'll skip to verse 5. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. At just the reading of the Word of God, at just the communication of what God had given them in the law of Moses, the people are stirred to worship. They bow their faces to the ground. They lift their hands in the air and they say, Amen and Amen. They worship their God for the things that He has accomplished in the law of Moses, for the things that he has accomplished in their day, they praise their Lord. Now, I want you to notice what's missing from there. The thing that's missing from this worship service is smoke machines, is fancy lighting. The thing that's missing from this service is music, that builds to a crescendo. 
It's a preacher who has written a very powerful sermon. The thing that's missing from this worship service are the things that so often become the highlight of our worship services today. We can't imagine coming to a worship service in so many parts of the world without all of the peripheral things being a part of it. What we see here in chapter 8 is all that's necessary for right worship of God to be had is the Word of God to be placed at the center. And when the Word of God is fixed in the middle of it, when the Word of God is the foundation by which all the other elements of worship are placed, then true, genuine worship will be experienced. And we have seen in worship services, maybe, people close their eyes and raise their hands, people shouting amen, people bowing their heads in prayer and in worship. We've seen those things before, but we need to recognize that it's not It's not because of uh, a very gifted band playing their songs. It's not because of a a very gifted orator who can be a wordsmith and and, and bring out a, uh, a sermon that communicates and just strikes home at where we are. No, it's based upon the Word of God. And at the Word of God, worship, right worship happens. We see that here in the book of Nehemiah, and it should stir us to right worship of God. Where you are today, where I am today, and continuing in our study of the Scripture as we dive into this book, we should be stirred, we should be driven towards right worship, true worship of our God. So I hope you've enjoyed this morning's devotion. I look forward to being with you again tomorrow as we continue our study through the book of Nehemiah.